0: This is the I Read Comic Books podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. Joining me this week for episode 329, I have one of those plushies you get at the carnival when the worker feels bad for you, and two that you get when you win first prize. I'm joined by Brian Murray. I'm a consolation gift. (laughs) I am joined by, and also joined by two just wonderful people from the Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries podcast, Brenda. Hello. (laughs) And Austin.
1: Yo. I definitely did not tell them to say hello. I don't worry. I got it. Thanks, Brenda. Thank you. you fell thank you thank fell you. in your sword for me.
2: <laughs> I forgot what where it was.
3: I always have some dumb little thing I say and it always throws people off. <laughs> well, we are here
0: today to talk about comic books and a little bit about this other podcast, but before I get into that, I have a quick announcement. IRCB Movie Club number ten has been decided our fantastic movie comic book amalgamation series that we've been doing on patreon for a little bit it's a double feature it's the thing that everybody has been clamoring for on our patreon we're talking about the law we're talking about judge dread 1995 and dread from 2012 everyone's getting what they want except for paul who wanted to talk about american splendor this is dropping at the end of may on patreon so don't miss it. it's patreon.com ircb podcast it's going to be amazing i can't wait to hear all of the impressions that Brian and Paul and I are going to do of Sylvester Stallone as Judge Dredd. Because, it's going to be uh, real bad. Uh, you know, it's going to be really, really
3: fun. Um, I've got some marbles that I'm just going to kind of tuck in my cheeks.
0: Perfect. As the episode goes on, you put one more marble in for every 10 minutes we're recording or something. Every
3: time someone says law.
0: <laughs> yes, it's going to be amazing. You have to make um, it a
1: Patreon goal for every, for every <laughs> new patron. <laughs> oh,
0: amazing. God. That's paramedic standing by. <laughs> this is the kind of mind that we need for this show. Austin, I think we're going to have a conversation after we oh record because right, I love Brenda, where I'm this being, is going.
1: I'm being, I'm being scouted. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm
2: going to have to do my podcast alone. <laughs> this
0: is this was the plan from the start. But speaking of your podcast, uh you two run a wonderful little show that's been going on for a while called Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. I mean, the summary is fantastic. Two good friends, Austin, he, they, she and Brenda, she, they delve into the histories of niche nerd topics that are dear to their hearts in a loosely structured comedy time show secret histories of nerd mysteries i i've loved this show since it started i mean i still to this day tell people to go listen to the chuck e cheese episode uh could
3: you i, I know <laughs> i know it's the first episode but it's put some respect favorite. on charles's name Mike. yeah yeah
0: i'm sorry but brenda austin could you tell me a little bit about the show maybe the folks at home who ha- maybe haven't heard of this amazing little series that you put together do
1: you want to yeah, go
2: yeah so Wait. yeah i will go okay <laughs> So it's a show where we talk, we pick a topic, like we'll switch off. So I'll do a topic one week and then Austin will do a topic another week. And we pick like nerdy topics anywhere from between like theme parks to TV shows we enjoyed to Chuck E. Cheese, you know, just like anything kind of nerdy adjacent that we want to talk about and delve deep into the history of it. And we found some incredibly wild things out while doing this show so Mm you just you never know what's gonna happen
1: i personally i enjoy um the power of being able to make whatever i want a topic like i had the king of the hill and i was like is king of the hill nerdy enough and i was like i don't it's literally my show i don't care (laughs)
2: yeah i feel like i'm constantly like pushing the envelope like like i'm like last week i did mcdonald land and then i've done indoor theme parks and like
0: that that McDonaldland episode blew my mind because it was like unraveling things that I had buried in my brain from a, from my childhood. <laughs> the thing that that killed me was what was it? One of the characters is like now like a white supremacist icon yes. or something. I'm like, yeah. how how do you go from McDonald's to that?
2: <laughs> that blindsided me. I was like, oh my god, what do you mean Mac tonight is a registered hate symbol? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a wild ride. Unbelievable. And then like the HR Puffin stuff lawsuit? Like, what?
1: Yeah.
2: I, when I decided to do McDonald's land. The
1: lawsuits always get me.
2: And there's always a lawsuit, which is the always weird a lawsuit. thing. <laughs> like Chuck E. Cheese had a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, what other one?
1: Oh, uh Cookie Jar.
2: Cookie Jar, which was a wild topic. That was a really cool one though. Did Care Bears have a <laughs>
1: I don't think care, well. Care Bears did change because didn't they? Eventually got bought by Cookie Jar, right?
2: It all comes around. Yes.
1: <laughs> We're getting the red string out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. I, it feels like just our minds unraveling together so I'm glad you had that experience while listening or I'm sorry you did one no, of the two <laughs>
0: this, is, this is the thing that, that kills me and I, I love this podcast for, for this reason is that like every time I'm like yeah I know a lot about this subject the two of you managed to find something that I didn't know and it f- turns out that there's like a whole other side to the thing that is either nefarious or way crazier than I could have ever imagined so I appreciate you doing the, the due diligence and digging in on these topics Um, and that's the thing um, I always love because it like whether it's comics or manga or Toonami, the Toonami episode was chef's kiss. Like I thought I knew about Toonami and there's so much more to it than than I could have ever imagined. Like I was in a Google hole for hours after <laughs> listening to that episode. So I just I can't recommend this show enough to people. Um And I'm so glad the two of you are here today because I know you both have a, a deep rich history in reading comics and in, in, in manga and stuff like that. So let's let's actually get into things. I have uh, I guess uh, maybe maybe for the folks at home who don't know, I guess what are some of your favorite comics and manga? I guess we'll start with you, Brenda. Like what's, what's some of the stuff that like either got you into comics or what's your like go-to comic when you're reading something?
2: Yeah, so I started out reading a lot of manga in high school. Um, and this is like when like Inuyasha was coming out and um, like a lot of like Shonen series were getting really big and I actually had to teach my librarian how to read manga in high school because our library started carrying some and she was like I don't know how to read this so I had to walk her through how to do it (laughs) Um, it wasn't until college when I started to heavily read a lot of Batman and DC stuff so for a long time that Mm -hmm. was pretty much all I was reading I was like um, really heavy into like Batman comics I love like Kingdom Come I love uh, Court of Owls came out in like 2011 I believe. Core of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It's still one of my favorite like Batman books and one of my favorite comic books in general. Um, and then nowadays I just read mostly like manga, but it's like um, cat manga and then also like action manga. So it's like <laughs> 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 all genres.
0: That's a range. Um, That's a range. <laughs>
2: Um, cat manga is essentially its own genre because there's so many cat mangas that are coming out like masterful cat is Mm -hmm, depressed mm -hmm. again today which is a good one and a man and his cat in cat barista (laughs) and they're all great
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) they're all good
3: I think you've just told me what my afternoon is going to be about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, man that's that's incredible I, i've
0: heard of that last one um and now i think you've given me enough reason to to go and check it out so um i definitely will have to but austin what about you w- uh, what's what's your history with comics how'd you get into it? what's some
1: of your favorites okay so how i got into comics is mostly so my dad used to give me he used to work for a newspaper is one of his many jobs he had um and he used to give me the like He used to cut out the, like, newspaper strips of Spider-Man when they were coming out. Um, So I used to read those because I also, I watched the uh, 1993, 94 Spider-Man cartoon when I was Mm -hmm. growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of my first, like, exposure. I think I didn't get my first, like, full actual comic book until uh, a little bit. It was, like, sometime in 2002, uh my mom got me the like Spider-Man uh memorial issue for uh September eleventh. Um oh, boy. <laughs> Talk about a starter comic. <laughs> Holy <smokes. laughs> uh, I think she just saw it. It had like a it's, it was like one of the reprints. It was like I think it was a graphic novel. And it had like that and then a few other like Spider-Man issues about New York. Um mm-hmm. I think she just saw it and knew how, like Spider-Man and grabbed it. I don't think she like realized what she was giving her what I was like eleven or twelve? year old Mm -hmm. so that was it i didn't get like deep into something until i was reading manga actually and the first manga i read was basilisk um at the ripe young age of 13 for those who don't know basilisk (laughs) is a mature manga it says it right on the right on the bin right Uh on the right right i just checked it out at the library no one stopped me (laughs) i had no business reading that manga whatsoever Uh it's it's a very mature manga um everyone here's an adult you could go read it i don't know how well it holds up when i was 13 i thought it was great but i was 13 reading something for 18 year olds, so I just thought it was cool there is like blood and b- boobs so that was pretty much as far as i made it uh <laughs> but in terms of favorites now i mean i'm still big into spider-man i have like every spider-man from like 2009 to now mm-hmm. i don't read as much manga because it's hard it got hard to get when borders closed because barnes and noble never had as good of a manga section and i know they do now but right i like fell off in between there um i'll like read something if a friend recommends it essentially maybe last spider-man i really like monstrous uh anything brian k vaughn writes i'll probably read it Mm -hmm. so that's like that's up there for favorites
0: no that's awesome that's awesome i mean you you sound like you fit right in here at, at IRCB. I mean, Brenda, you as well. I mean, I think you and you <laughs> should probably chat with our buddy Renee. I think you know Renee, but you know, oh it's uh we, we we'll maybe have to have you come back for for a very special manga cat episode or something like that, because yes, yes, be cat really mons, fun. Cats, but, I have um, cats,
2: cats. I have so much cat manga. <laughs> I either have I, manga with like cute anime boys or cats. <laughs> that's my genre.
1: What do you have that's both?
2: I do have ones that are both.
1: <laughs> yeah, if we can get both. <laughs>
2: Um, do I have one in the stack? I mean, I would say a man and his cat has.
1: <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh huh.
2: Okay, no, a man and his cat. <laughs> you share a, the very... class? <laughs> a man and his cat is a very cute manga about an older pianist gentleman who adopts a cat that no one wants, and it's very wholesome and cute, mm-hmm. and it's really good. <laughs> this,
0: Well, you know, I, I, I worry that we may go down a path that we cannot come back from if we go too deep into this. So I'm going to ask my legally mandated questions that I have for every episode, and that is how have you been? I know we've already been kind of talking about it, but how have you been? How have comic books been?
3: Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with you, Brian. <laughs> I've been pretty good. Uh, I've been playing a lot of video games lately, as usual. Uh, beat Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, started playing Octopath nice. Traveler on the Switch. Uh, shout out to Kate Scotchless. So thank you for loaning me that. It is a fun little RPG. But I did manage to carve out a little bit of time for for reading some comic books. Uh, namely, I picked up Darth Vader Volume One: Dark Heart of the Sith. Uh, this is the series that was written by uh, Greg Pak, with illustrations by Raphael Yenko and colors by Niraj Manan. Apologies if I messed up any names there. Uh, this picks up directly after Empire Strikes Back. And I had a hard time kind of following it because Vader has this vague goal of like punishing whoever made Luke "quote unquote" weak, but it it very quickly diverts from that into more of just like um it's it's like Darth Vader confronting the past of Anakin Skywalker, so he's like encountering. Padme's old handmaidens, and what have they been up to in this time? Oh my gosh. And
0: uh, this this sounds like a guy, like, still stuck in high school, like, looking people up on Facebook. (laughs) I (laughs)
1: have never heard Darth Vader explain like that. And you know what? (laughs) It makes a lot of sense. It
2: fits. Yeah, he definitely
1: peaked
3: already. Whoa. (laughs) Going
1: back to his glory days, back when he had hands. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. The suit's just his Letterman jacket. Like, come on, Vader, Oh my gosh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's got to exist, right? There's got to be like a a Star Wars Letterman jacket or like a a jean jacket with patches or something. Oh my gosh. Do you think there's
1: like somewhere where they don't care about the war? They just like, there's like X Wing, like jock pilots. Oh, 100%. That's got to be. That's the
3: au fanfic that I'm gonna be writing after we finish recording today
2: I'm taking notes
3: all of the most interesting stories that you can tell about Star Wars are not around the uh, the
1: Skywalkers like there's so much room for cool stuff out there in the universe I like can't start because I will never stop but I in one of the servers I'm in I wrote like four pages last night right before bed because some I forget what the question was about Star Wars but I was like Here's how every here's like every single thing they're dropping the ball on in Star Wars. Like I love Star Wars. They're, there's like so much they could be doing that they don't do with it, and it's it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I digress. I wasn't yeah. asked any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: appreciate you timing it. I feel less alone. Yes, I definitely have the all I want is like Star Wars genre movies. Like mm-hmm. I want a Star Wars horror movie.
2: I want a um, Star Wars coffee shop AU. <laughs>
1: i want a star wars rom-com yes Yes. oh my gosh just like i don't know somewhere on like a pretty average planet and i don't. it would be really funny (laughs) i mean hit us up yeah please call
0: call. um mickey but yeah i
3: brian so what 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 was your overall thoughts of this darth vader volume after you read it i thought it was a lot of fun to read it it didn't like blow my mind or change the way I thought about Darth Vader as a character or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was interesting to revisit some of those old characters. Uh, I think that when, when they're like Vader is kind of like trying to track down who's responsible for Padme's death because he hasn't accepted that it's him yet. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of interesting. Uh, I think that Yanko did a great job on the illustrations as well. Uh, I, I had this weird thing where, like if a character looks too much like the actor that portrayed them in the live action I get into that like weird uncanny valley feeling mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so but he did a great job of like capturing what the character looks like without it being photorealistic necessarily but you still like you look at a character and go like oh yeah that's that's Obi-Wan Kenobi in that panel
0: right it's not like Salvador or laroca doing darth vader or whatever he was working on for a minute where it was like you're clearly tracing photos and it doesn't look good you know um
2: yeah Yeah, it's not
3: that it's bad it just like it sets off something in me yeah
2: that was like an issue with like the um when marvel rebooted the star wars series um in Mm -hmm. 2016 15 somewhere in that general vicinity but yeah that was like my coworker at the time, cause I worked at a comic book store for a while. My coworker was like pointing out like, look, mm-hmm. this face, this face, like you could literally line it up exactly. And it was like, the art didn't look bad, but it was still like, you could tell, um, that the faces had been traced. So they were more accurate.
0: Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. Um, well, Brenda, what about you? How, how have you been? How have comic books been? What have you been reading?
2: Um, I've been doing pretty good. It's about to be 80 here in Michigan and I cannot wait. Um, so i've been reading spy family outside (laughs) spy family is so good
0: i everyone keeps telling me that i need to read that book and i mean i guess i'll take your recommendation over everybody else's that i should i should check it out
2: yeah i read it right when volume one had been released in print because originally the series ran in um shonen jumps plus Mm -hmm. and then it finally did get a print release um If people don't know, Spy Family is a manga series by Tatsuya Endo. Um, It's about this spy named Twilight who has to go on a mission to like assassinate this guy in the government. In order to do that, he has to adopt a daughter and have her infiltrate the school so he can get close to the guy. And also in that process, he needs a wife. So he's less suspicious. Um, But the daughter is a psychic and the wife is secretly an assassin and they're all kind of like very dysfunctional. So it's got comedy elements. It has like over the top spy elements. Um, Down the line, like more characters are introduced are also like quirky and weird. Um, It's just very like over the top and I'm really enjoying it. The art's great. The pacing's great. uh, The anime just came out and that's been fabulous so far. Like the animation has been super top notch it, like, feels wholesome, even though there's always, like, this weight, like, above it, where you, like, you know this family's, like, fake, and, like, when this mission's over, where do we go from there? Um, mm. it's just very compelling, and I really like it.
3: Yeah, it manages to be wholesome while also featuring murderers. Yeah, it it's, unhinged. Job is murder. it's
2: unhinged. <laughs> um, like, the wife, your she is, I love her, she is just very unhinged all the time. <laughs> like, um... And the daughter Anya is like just really cute, um, but she can read minds, So she's like, she knows what's going on and she's like freaking out about it all the time and trying to help. But also she's six. So it's it's really good. I love it. (laughs) I'm on volume. I just finished volume four. So I have volume five and then I need to track down the last two, but very good. Very solid so far.
0: I was, I was very tempted at picking up the the first the, what four three or four volumes, or whatever, that this comic shop had um, that I went to yesterday for a free comic book day. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't have volume one. They had a ton of two and three and four, but Oof. they didn't have number one. So I was like, can't get the other ones. I just can't do that. Can't get myself two, three and four and not be able to read them immediately. Right. Um,
2: yeah. I... I
0: guess I'll have to put this on my to read list.
2: So I checked volume one out from the library, and then I bought volume two and three, and now I've checked four and five out from the library, and now I have to go buy six and seven. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a journey.
3: I'm shocked there's seven volumes already.
2: Yeah, uh, it came out. It's not
3: a very old series.
2: No, I think it came out two years ago. So I think it came out Mm -hmm. in 2020. So yeah, seven's a pretty fast release schedule
3: i also don't know what time is anymore Me so. yeah time is yeah. fake yeah uh austin what about you how, how have you been
0: how have comic books been all that stuff
1: uh, i've been all right can't complain um i've also been playing a lot of video games i recently so i'm a xbox player i got game pass nice uh recently life is strange true colors came out on game pass and i played that and i was like oh my god uh it is easily one of my most, it's one of my favorite games. Now I immediately went to go play, uh, life is strange before the storm. Cause it's by the same team. Um, it was good. Not as good. Life is strange. True colors was just like, I don't know the story and the interaction with like narrative elements was just like, so masterfully handled. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It was, it's like I said, it's easily one of my favorite games. Uh, I wish I could play it for the first time again. Yeah,
3: I I generally don't like like outdoorsy type stuff. That game made me want to move to a small town in the mountains. Right?
1: <laughs> I was like, I this would be a great life to have. Not really.
3: Yeah, <laughs> if I could live rent free above a bar in a small mountain town,
1: it would just be so. It it's it's really sells the whole idea. It's so interesting because like the the game is influenced by like the studio is in an area like that mm-hmm. and so they drew influence from like the area around them the most of the voice cast is like from small towns like that uh so it's just a, i think that's like all of that feeds into it right like i don't know if they made like a game uh because this one was by deck nine and the other yeah. life is changed games are by dot nod uh and so i don't know if deck nine made an if their next game was like you're in, like, uh, in Chicago or something, if it would have the same, like, feeling, because it's, like, so ingrained in, like, the area all these, like, people who work in the game live in every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, like, I never thought of myself
3: as liking small towns, but mm-hmm. every small town in a Life is Strange game I fall in love with, so <laughs> maybe I do like small towns.
1: You at least like the idea of a small town. Yeah. But no, I mean, other than that, I've been all right. I've been playing a lot of games. I write for games, so I've been writing a lot for games. Uh Nice. Comics are going a okay. Uh, I the thing I read the most recently is I read all of Static Shock season one that just came out, not just came out, it came out through 2021. Mm -hmm. They're currently working on season two, is what they're calling it, which I think is an interesting way to like title stuff. But I'm I don't make those decisions. That was written by uh, Car Goes By My Window, it was (laughs) written by um. Vita ayala i've been i've been like listening to how to say that all day and like i just can't make the tongue movement mm-hmm. uh I,
0: I had we had uh vita on the show at one point oh, and cool. i could i couldn't uh say their last name to save me i felt like such a dummy so you know i it's at least yeah i
1: listened to it like <laughs> last night and this morning and i'm like i know vita i can't i can't say their last name yeah. thankfully i don't have to because when you know someone you don't say their last name uh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the artist is nicholas streepy ivory uh which i think is just amazing because nicholas is like a had like a long career as like a fan artist mm-hmm. including drawing fan art of like static he's like this is how i would draw static if it was like modern day au and then someone at milestone dc saw it and they're like hey you want to draw static <laughs> for That's this new so book cool uh I just think that's such an awesome thing to see when you like follow someone's work at like an artist or writer and they have this aspiration and they get to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I love static shock. I love the old cartoon. I love the old comic. I love static in the the young justice series where he pops up a few times. Uh, so I think it was really amazing to see static brought back into modern comics and to see his story. It honestly doesn't feel. It feels different and not different at the same time. You know, if you read like the comics, a lot of the characters feel familiar, just um, refresh. There's a few things they don't that they like don't make such like a thing. I'll be interested to see what they do for season two because in season two they already said they're going to introduce Ebon. Uh so that'll be cool. I don't know. I just enjoy seeing. I just enjoy hanging out with Static again. Gotcha. I, I've never read Static Shock
0: before, but oh. I mean, I, I trust Vita's writing, so maybe I should give this a shot? Is that what I'm hearing?
1: I think so. I want to say, so, because Static is like a young, he's he's a teen superhero. That's his mm-hmm. whole, that's like, if you like teen superheroes, like, Static is a teen superhero. He goes through teen superhero struggles. He's like friends, and he goes to school, and he's got homework, and he's, in, he's like a smart kid. He's in like AP chemistry, and... Also, he has this whole superhero thing going on in this town and like his city just got flipped on its head because uh, the government released deadly chemicals into a protest. Uh, oh, boy. Like this one, it's cool because original static, it was during like two gangs in the city were like about to like go to war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the government's like, oh, what a great time to test these dangerous chemicals because no one cares about these people and this time it's people at a like black lives matter protest and the police set off these like canisters and they're like, what a great time that says he's deadly chemicals. Holy shit. Uh, and uh, like kids die. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is all in uh it's called milestone zero, which is like, mm-hmm. which was milestone we introducing themselves to the world of comics. Uh, but like that happens, like they're at this protest that happens and then it is unraveling of like Virgil. The big the big start is like Virgil feels different. He's always kind of had these sort of like powers, but now they're like amplified, and he feels like he's losing control of himself. Hmm. So I think it is very interesting. It's very it's very cool if you if anyone only watched the Shunned and Me, the comics. It's very cool to see like Virgil's whole family's together because in the show, um, his mom is dead. In the comics, that like that wasn't like a plot line. In the sh- in the comics, it was a very big deal to um. I just forgot his name. <laughs> uh milestone guy,
2: Dwayne,
1: Dwayne McDuffie. Thank McDuffie.
2: you, McDuffie. There
1: you go. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> uh, your powers combined. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't. We if just for one brain. Show, <laughs> yeah, we have one single brain, and we do our best. Um, it was big. It was a big deal, with Dwayne McDuffie, to show like a whole black family because, like, so often, especially in the 90s the media, it was like the dad's dad and the mom's dad or there's like right, an right, right. older brother. And so to have that in the comic again is pretty great to see how his whole family dynamic plays out as he's going through the struggle. I I highly recommend it. That's what I got to say about static.
0: No, that's I, you know, again, taking, I love taking recommendations from folks on stuff that I've never, never touched before because Mm -hmm. I have no history with these characters. So like I'm a big X-Men fan, but that's because I watched X-Men as a little kid. So like, I've slowly but surely found my way into more and more DC properties um, because it turns out maybe I like some of that stuff. But for years, I was like, DC stupid because all yeah. I saw was the Trinity, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It turns out that there's a lot more to DC than just the Trinity. Yeah. Uh, so- <laughs>
2: it's wild, right? It's so good. It's crazy.
0: It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll check this out. That sound- This sounds super cool. For me, I've been, I've been moving Um, folks. I think the last episode I was on, I said that with the next time you hear from me, I will be in a different part of New Jersey. I am now in that different part of New Jersey, more towards the middle of New Jersey. Uh, But I have, and I. Honestly, I had, like, the biggest shameful moment of my life. I call it shameful. Everybody else would call it normal. Um, but I didn't read <laughs> comics for, like, eight days straight, and it, like, messed, messed with my head. And the only reason I know that is because I'm a, I'm a, a nerd who keeps track of everything that he reads in a spreadsheet. Um, and I looked at the last date that I had read something, and it was, like, like. M- April twentieth or something, and then I hadn't read anything until like almost May. And I was like, What what am I doing? Who am I? Am I even allowed to have a comic book podcast anymore? Um so I did sit down and read some stuff and I I, I grabbed uh Sabretooth number three. Um for those of you who have been keeping up on the uh Danny saying that they have to take the podcast away now. Uh
3: oh. <laughs> yeah, the board of directors and I are meeting later, but we'll be back to you shit Uh,
0: okay (laughs) well let's get through this really quick Uh, so I read Sabretooth number three this is by Victor LaValle with pencils by Leonard Kirk and that's the only credits you get from Marvel.com which is really stupid Uh, Sabretooth's in the pit still and if you don't know what that means that's okay (laughs) Um, because (laughs) in the world of uh, (laughs) X-Men no that's the right way to to think about it because I think with the the first (laughs) yes thank you Brenda because when the first episode (laughs) or first issue of this came out all I could think of was I feel. Into the pit, like parks and recreations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Danny's got the perfect gift ready to go. Uh so the thing that is interesting about this book is that it is about uh Victor Creed, it is about Sabretooth. Um and he's still the same Sabretooth that I think everybody knows. He's he's violent, he's he's kind of aggressive. I kind of is I guess a, a lie. He's very aggressive. Um <laughs> And he pretty much hates everyone, but most especially right now, he hates Professor X, who put him in the pit because he broke one of the mutant laws. Um, The thing that's interesting about this story, though, is not that it's it's that it's not directly about saber instead it's about other people who were put into the pit for breaking rules um and it kind of takes this lens of like yeah saber was put in there because it was kind of dumb like they created these laws in the m- new Krakoan world um that say hey you can't kill any humans and then he killed some humans but the laws weren't really in- intact yet so he's like wait you're gonna put me in jail over something i did before the laws were even written and they're like bye bye saber i just um, killed some guys i just <laughs> killed a dude what's What's the big deal? Listen, it's the mutants can die now. It's a whole thing. Okay. It's, it's weird, but, uh, so yeah, th- what I think is interesting is that they take everything um, from the perspective of like Sabretooth's whole thing is he wants to get out of the pit, but then they reframe the story of Sabretooth wanting to get out of the pit by taking each issue and kind of putting it in the perspective of the other characters that are in this story. And the other people in this book are clearly way more innocent than Sabretooth is. Like one guy accidentally set the land on fire because he couldn't control his powers and Professor X is like, "We're not supposed to damage the land into the pit with you." And it's like, "What, what the fuck?" Is happening they um, were this, like
1: hey do you hate professor x no okay let's make him worse <laughs> yeah, yeah no and that's that's the thing that i
0: love about this book is that three issues in victor the valley has consistently written three issues that says hey maybe what professor x being the leader is or professor x being the leader and kind of making these decisions is the wrong way to do stuff um, and i love that the last like decade of x-men has been like maybe professor x doesn't actually know what the fuck is up so i Finally. i love that i live for, i
1: live for charles xavier slander that man has been around yes. for too long
0: yes exactly so um i love that this is a perfect example of that um high fives to the creative team this mini series is kicking butt so i hope that they're able to stick the landing with it but the first three issues are are solid as rock so i highly recommend this if you're if you're looking for something that's off the beaten path of the rest of the x universe because this doesn't tie into anything it's kind of its own independent series and i love it for that are you reason. sure I mean it will tie in. Let's let's be
1: honest. It okay, will I eventually only, tie uh, in. knows this every single every single time there's anything x-men they're like don't worry you don't need to read anything else it's just this book they're like and actually what we mean to say is there are 40 more books for you to understand what's going (laughs) on
0: oh yeah every time that that should have been implied i guess i i I should say that is implied in order to understand any of this book you have to have read all of house of x and powers of 10 as well (laughs) as like (laughs) like yeah it's it's there like the the precipice of all of the x books are based around on that one series that kind of spiraled everything out so like if you read this and the last saber tooth based comic you read was like
3: i don't know wolverine origins you would be extremely lost i think <laughs> i i picked up uh, immortal x-men number one on that same promise of like no you don't have to know oh, yeah. a lot about what's going on and, oh. and you don't as long as you're fine reading the 10 pages of mr sinister explaining everything <laughs> right right <laughs>
0: I mean, Kieran Gillen does like to write. I mean, let's let's be honest. Oh wow, yeah,
1: I like yeah. House of X and Powers of Ten was like good, but every time I got to a Powers of Ten like essay, I'm like, I really didn't want to read an essay. This text <laughs> is really small. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh Kieran man, Gillen's so you haven't been reading writing,
1: Eternals, but yeah.
2: But oh my god. <laughs> oh man, please just write a novel
1: sometimes. <laughs> right. Please, right. please just write a book. I won't read it cuz I don't read books anymore but mm, someone can yeah. read it someone will read it they'll put an audiobook out and I'll probably get give that, give that oh a yeah absolutely. as soon as the audiobook oh, drops yeah. I'll I'll sure
0: if he writes the book then someone could do the comic adaptation of the book that's not him and then it'll be more <laughs> yeah, condensed he right <laughs> um <laughs> I don't you know I don't really mean to be slanderous against Kieran Gillen I think his his stories are great but the, yeah, no, the, the guy definitely writes a lot the other one really quick the other thing I want to I want to mention uh, before we take a quick break here is I, w- I read uh, New Newburn number six this is uh written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Jacob Phillips and Sue Lee Um if you are looking for something that is pulpy that isn't written by Ed Brubaker <laughs> this is a solid book wow. um <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because
0: as much as I can recommend all of the rec- of the reckless books that are coming out right now, mm-hmm. if you I could recommend Friday that's coming out independently. Mm-hmm. Um, I can recommend all the criminal stuff. Um, that's that is a different type of pulpy like neo noir story than what I think Zadarski and Phillips are doing in this mm-hmm. book. And while Sean Phillips is the artist on a lot of those other books that I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob Phillips has a different art style than his father, and I appreciate that. Uh, that you can see there's some similarities where he definitely. Has taken some ins- maybe inspiration, or I don't know if genetically you're able to pass down artistic traits to a child, but um, you can I mean, see probably that there's- not, right? <laughs> probably not, right? Uh, probably not. But you know, he definitely you can see there's some similarities there. But I think Phillips is Jacob Phillips's like artwork is distinctly different to a point where he's he's a very different artist compared to his dad. And I think that paired with Zdarsky, uh they've created a fantastic book that I've heard from like comic shop owners is not selling well which is a disappointment because this book rocks it's like a modern noir story uh modern i don't want to say noir because that's such a stupid term it it's a modern crime story about a guy who does jobs for the mafia or like all the various mafias of new york in this mm-hmm. fake like modern day new york um he solves their problems and their crimes when they can't like go to the police when someone gets murdered um and the thing that really struck me about this issue and makes me think man this series is actually something very special is this particular issue Newburn number 6 um the story is Sorry, it's I can't do Siri talking to me on my phone um <laughs> the story is uh, from the perspective of, of not from Newburn's perspective, not from him or his uh, partner. I can't remember her name. Uh, it's not from the main character's perspective. It's like a total side story that that draws itself back into the main world after we get this wonderful backstory that you can see connects to the greater world of Newburn that they've established so far, but how it connects to Newburn isn't completely unclear until the last few pages Um, in, in the modern day because it's a flashback issue. Uh, I really thought it was smart the way that they told it they weaved in, in and out some bits and like bits of trivia that if you paid attention to the first couple of issues of the series uh, makes sense um but i am really just impressed with the way that zadarsky is produ- pr- approaching this story uh and i always look forward to reading this book like it's a it's a top tier like indie comic for me um, or at least coming from image, I guess indie, quote unquote. That's that's a whole other thing. But really, really love this book. Really, really love it. So highly recommend it if you're looking again for a non Brew Baker like crime story. They're, they do exist, I promise.
3: Is it is it funny? Because I'm having a hard time imagining a Zadarsky book that isn't at least trying to be funny he there's some dry comedy in there but it's not
0: a funny book by any means but like i'm sure that other people on the server will probably say and other people out there on the internet will say like zadarsky is capable of writing non-comedy books it's crazy to think
1: of it's wild. Is spi- like, okay is the is uh what was it called uh the spider-man
2: one. oh no oh <laughs> oh, uh... oh not, not, <laughs> uh, spider shadow no right? um
1: that Zdarsky? The, the life spider- of the is, life of spider-man is that it? But the, the when it was like, uh, Shushu was a decade. Yeah. 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 Was that? That one. I don't. That wasn't like funny Funny. I
0: exactly. It wasn't. It had funny parts, but it wasn't like a comedy book, right? It wasn't like a, a Ryan North Squirrel Girl book, you yeah. know, or yeah. the Jughead book that Zdarsky did. That was very funny. Um, it's a it's a different thing. He's he's capable of non comedy books. I promise.
2: That was really like the first time mm. like that you got to see him kind of. St- move away from being the comedy guy um yeah because then he went on to do daredevil and he did does he still write mm-hmm. on daredevil um and like daredevil's I not don't remember funny but <laughs> that kind of showed like oh he's got like a lot of range he doesn't just have to be like the funny comics guy anymore he's not just the mm-hmm. artist of sex criminals anymore um so it's really right, cool right. i'm gonna go back and tell 2015 me like hey did you know that the guy who does the art for sex criminals is also <laughs> just is also writing a very good noir book. Can you believe that? Can you believe this the sex criminals artist is doing Batman? What? Like,
0: Can you, you believe that the you guy witch? who co-created the guy who created
3: co-created cum world is doing a Batman book? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean if you went back to 2015 and told me anything that's happened in the last seven years I wouldn't believe yeah, you absolutely, no. yeah, absolutely Very true. Chance. Very true. you're
2: going to be stuck um, in your house for three yeah. years <laughs> <laughs> oh brother oh boy uh, well I
0: guess uh, I guess let's take a quick break uh, And when we come back uh, we're going to talk about comics that are on the top of our pile and maybe a little bit more about this here podcast that Brenda and Austin work on so we'll be back in just a second wrap up this week's episode we're going to be talking about comics that are on the top of our pile the comics that we're reading next whether they're new they're old or whatever uh i guess let's just get things started um austin what are you looking forward to reading next
1: uh i'm going to be reading paper girls uh <gasps> they just they dropped the, i don't know they just dropped the show teaser like as of this recording uh like 24 hours ago oh nice I, yeah i didn't see that yeah exactly uh, no one's I don't talking think, about it. No one's talking about it. <laughs> no, it's it, it, going to be like why the last man all over again. Exactly. exactly. I think.
2: <laughs> I think Amazon has just given up on any of their comic properties that they were trying to develop. They're like, it's not the golden goose we thought it was. So, yeah. which it, sucks.
0: I mean, Invincible did well for
1: them, right?
2: Yeah, it, it did. did. I
1: don't but, know. I
2: just feel like people are pulling away from comic adaptations.
1: Yeah, it feels like people thought the 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 juice of it was, like, people like comic adaptations, but that's not all it was. I mean, you can look at uh, any various of other comic adaptations that have gotten Blockbuster releases, so... New Mutants? Um. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> yeah. wasn't going to name names, but... That <laughs> was just because New Mutants took, like, seven years to come out. Right, yeah. Yeah, what a nightmare. Uh, but yeah, so I'm super stoked for it. Um, the teaser is just, like, the the crew right it's like each of them introducing themselves or saying like a saying like a character line or something from the book uh so i'm excited that got me i was like i gotta reread paper girls right now even though they haven't even when the show's supposed to come out so <laughs> but it yeah. got me it got me in the mood because i i love me some as i've mentioned earlier i love me some brian k Bond, so mm-hmm. i'm
2: worried that they've missed the window because, like, the music in the background of the teaser trailer was, like, very reminiscent of, like, the trailer music that they always use for Stranger Things. Um, yes. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. have moved away from Stranger Things. And we're kind of moving on from, like, the 80s nostalgia um, era. And I'm worried that Paper mm-hmm. Girls has missed that window. I'm hoping it'll still – like, the t- teaser looks good. There's not much there. But mm-hmm. um, it's a great series, and I would like it to have a great adaptation. But I there's some things that are giving me some pause so
1: far yeah 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 i i i I hope if nothing else it gets enough reception where we can get the whole thing uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if that'll happen big i mean because
0: it's not a long series right like they could potentially wrap it up in like three or four seasons or something i mean i know that no no publisher of television wants to ever do that they'd rather just Drag things out for forever because I can't believe that Walking, Walking Dead is. I was like, TV. The Walking Dead, you can
1: I'll name but, that one. The Walking yeah. I think Dead, it, please. I think it's finally
2: done. I think they finally were like, <laughs> <Yeah>. We're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's. Yeah. Walking Dead is a. I, so, I used to, so like in the before times, I went to C2E2 like every year, mm-hmm. and I was just like, nails on chalkboard when it's like, Hey, the badges this year are The Walking Dead, and I was like, Please, no. Yeah. <laughs> I went that year, I
2: put a big little bub face, little bub the cat I put a big (laughs) little bub face because it was like, what was it, the sun with his eye gouged out and I was like I can't have this on my badge all week
1: (laughs) No, you see here's the problem, it was The Walking Dead for like four years in a row Mm Oh my
2: god (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. They're like, here's your, like, you you get your badge in the mail and you're like so excited and the art is Walking Dead promo art, it's not even art, it's a photo from the show and it's just like I'm going to a comic convention. Why is it The Walking Dead?
2: and like I get that Walking Dead is a comic, but when I was working in the comic book store, there are people who are subscribed to it, but like people weren't really picking it up off the shelf. People were buying right. trades of it like it yeah, wasn't right. it was a show first yeah. at some po- point in a comic second,
1: yeah,
0: mm-hmm. so fingers crossed on paper girls fingers stores. crossed on paper yeah. girls Finger- I'm
1: reading yeah. that uh, I'm also rereading uh. Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. That's it. I was gonna Ugh. say Sarah Dean. Uh, because Laura Dern? Yeah, Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm rereading that because Rosemary and Valerie O'Connor just released some of the original sketches you could buy on this website. Ooh. That's like based out of Michigan. Yo. Uh, <laughs> so I I was like I like started looking through my book to find like my favorite pages, you know, see if they had sketches, and then I was like and then I found myself reading, so <laughs> Mm-hmm. i like accidentally started rereading that uh, there there is no accident it was meant to be as yeah, far as i'm exactly. concerned that's
0: like one of my favorite graphic novels in the last mm-hmm. decade hands down
3: love it's that book so good i i bought that i don't know how many months ago it's just been sitting
1: on my bookshelf staring at me wow. when i was sleep. it's <laughs> so good it's a great read time
2: it. it's not a long read so you can just like
1: it's not a long right. read uh you have just like Powerhouse. He's got Marco Tamaki on on Words, He got Lord. You, so you got laura Dean. <laughs> <You> got, <laughs> laura Dean, great you got character. Laura Dean. You have Rosemary Valley O'Connor on art. It's just like it is incredible how good it is. uh I I love Marco Tamaki. Anything that is offered by her, I'm going to read it. uh mm-hmm. I it was I was like falling out of love a comics and then I picked up a Marco Tamaki book and I was back in was. This- didn't she didn't she do she Hulk yes um yeah yeah yes. I picked that up for a while it was that was that was I thought that was a great read uh it was so cool to see her on a superhero book on like a Marvel book Mm-hmm. um because i I hadn't really read anything like superhero from her I think she also did a supergirl run
2: she had Perhaps. a miniseries series yeah it was like a supergirl being super I think was her yeah.
1: run yeah, yeah so i thought that was rad i met marcona monkey like, she's a she's a delightful person
0: i mean if her her work is any reflection of who she is i mean i believe so um <laughs> but, that's uh, me. but no that's that's awesome i'm glad that i'm glad that there's another person who appreciates lord dean the same way that i do that just warms my heart Um uh, brenda what about you uh what are you looking forward to reading next
2: um so i went to barnes and noble last week and um, Barnes & Noble's manga section is, like, absolutely most of the store now. Um, <laughs> my location of Barnes & Noble is, like, a smaller one. It's attached to, like, essentially a dead mall. Um, and But the manga section was just, like, m- half of the store. Like, no more albums or anything. They're all pushed this tiny little corner. Um, no more, mm-hmm. like, really, like, merch or anything. Just this giant section of manga. So I picked up a bunch of stuff. Um, I picked up... The manga version of The Case Files of Jeweler Richard, which is a it's based on a light novel series um, by Nanako Tsujimura. And it's about this guy who, like, goes to work for this jeweler and they solve jewelry and gem related mysteries. <laughs> and I'm kind of very into it.
1: Oh, they sell mysteries?
2: I, they, like, solve mysteries. So, like, someone will, like, oh, bring I thought like, you said they in, sell
1: mysteries. And oh, I was no, like, no, no. They solve can we mysteries. we buy a mystery for the show?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> they solve like kind of like mystery so someone will like bring in like a jewel like there's this one where this kid his cat has gone missing and he brings in like this cat's eye uh, it's cat's eye pearl something it's a gem mm-hmm. and he like brings it in, and he's just like if i get like two of these like maybe like we'll be able to find my cat and he has to figure out like what happened to the cat oh. and it it's, there's a lot of layers to it. But anyway, I watched yeah, that the That feels
3: like a stretch, but I'm here Yeah, for it. I know. It definitely
2: is. Um, but I watched the anime for it like a couple of weeks ago. And the anime was like one of those ones where like you have one season, you have 12 episodes, fit everything into 12 episodes. And then it didn't get any more. So it's kind of very rushed. And I was like, I like the concept mm. of this. And the light novel hasn't been released in English yet. It gets released in September, but the manga got a release. So I'm going to check that out and see if the pacing in that's a little bit better. And if they're a little bit better at making the mysteries make sense. But Mm -hmm. the bones of it were really (laughs) good. Um, I also picked up My Brain is Different. This is another manga. My Brain is Different, Stories of ADHD and Other Developmental Disorders, um, which is by the artist uh, Monsuzu. And it's a nonfiction book. And it tells, like, true stories of, like, you know, people with ADHD and autism and, like, other uh, neurotypical brains. And I am pretty stoked to read it because it's been getting, like, great reviews. So I picked that one up. Um, I also got volume two of I Am a Cat Barista. <laughs>
1: Perfect. There's the one. Uh,
2: yeah. Um by cat is a
3: barista or barista for cats?
2: Uh, he is, like... Oh,
3: God,
1: wait. A, he,
2: <laughs> no, he is, like, a... Humanoid cat. He's like a furry. He's a humanoid cat who works at like this coffee shop that he owns. And he like people will come into the coffee shop and he'll be like, he'll solve their problems for them. There's a lot of manga that are kind of paced like this where like someone works at a place. Someone comes in, has a problem. They help them solve the problem. It story moves on. It's one of those stories. Uh, Jewel or Richards very similar to this, but he is just a cat, and people are alarmed at first that he's a cat. And he was originally, uh, according to the story, just a normal cat, and they don't explain why he's not a normal cat.
0: Um, <laughs> sure.
2: This volume I love in manga.
3: <laughs> <I know. laughs>
2: um, the art is really good. It's like it's just kind of like a charming, like wholesome story. This volume introduces a dog furry character who is a pastry chef that's new i don't know where that's gonna go um and then i picked up
1: this is a ride
2: i i I read a wide range of books i picked up seaside stranger um by kikana and this is like a, a a bl kind of like story about like these two boys who like meet on an island like the beach near okinawa and like kind of navigate their relationship and it's it it's only rated fifteen plus, but it was plastic wrapped, so I don't really know what I'm gonna get from uh, this one. <laughs> I, I'm, here, here,
0: here's, here's what I'll tell you that you're gonna get because I read this book.
2: Oh, you read that book. Um, if I read
0: this, um it's uh it's a bit more explicit than fifteen plus. I'm just gonna really? say that.
2: Really? Okay, because I was like, mm-hmm. why is this is this fifteen plus and it's it's plastic wrapped? Okay, well, mm-hmm. now I'm prepared because mm-hmm. I wasn't there is no explicit tag on this anywhere. Well,
0: if right. I if this is the book that I remember, and I'm pretty confident, it's just from a quick Google search. Um, there's um, there's a bit more to it than that. There's a reason why it's plastic wrapped. I'll just say that.
2: <laughs> okay, that's good to yeah. know. Because now I won't be like, we're just gonna have a good, just wholesome time reading this book. Now I'm prepared. So I mean, it's it's yeah yeah. Just just go with that.
0: You, that's probably you never fine. want to
3: be surprised by a dong.
2: I mean, <laughs> it's fine. I. I I read some stuff. I have a copy of Cherry Magic, 30 Years of Virginity Can Make You a Wizard right here.
3: What?
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: Hold on. That's a whole other episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have two volumes. I read volume one. This one has an explicit tag on it, so I was prepared. But volume one was pretty tame. I have volume two here. We'll see what happens. Neither of these were plastic wrapped. And it's just the premise. I'm like, this is wild. I just have to know. (laughs) Like...
1: I can't oh. stress enough that I picked the list at my local library. And no one stopped me. <laughs>
2: no so. one. Okay, that's the thing <laughs> right, about right. libraries is they don't know where to put these books ever.
1: They have no idea, right? They don't right. know. Like I've, the library in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, is a bit better. But my friend Mark used to be the like the librarian for the teen section where a lot of the stuff gets shoved into. They're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. got, for kids. Got it. Um, and Mark was like like very good at like teaching people like no we have to read some of these first i feel like i need to
2: step into my local library because they're like okay so there's like the teen room downstairs beast stars down there um Mm -hmm. mm, uh, maybe shouldn't be and then like upstairs they've got like books like superman smashes the clan which is like 10 and up superman book Mm -hmm. um yeah and i'm like okay i feel like they need some help here like do i just go (laughs) up to the counter and be like Hey, I'm an expert. <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> you hand them a business card that says, I know more than you. Yeah. Right. It's like, you under-
2: I worked at a comic book store for five years. So like, I can like zero in on a book and be like, yes, check, please. Maybe shouldn't be in the 10 up section because mm-hmm. first page, there's some very explicit, like sex talk. Like maybe we put this in the teen section. Like
1: right. that mm-hmm.
2: was like, just like my whole job for a while. So.
3: So they just basing it on like the vibe of the art.
2: Yeah, right. I, li- I went to right. a used bookstore and Saga was in the kids section, and I was like, "Hey, this shouldn't be here!" <laughs>
1: like, oh no! How? Yeah. Literally well, okay, opened the okay, book. Wait, literally opened the book. No, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> to be fair, Spirit, the Stallion movie, does start with the with the miracle of childbirth. So,
2: <laughs> I would it. say <laughs> in Saga, it's a little more graphic than Horse. For the spirit,
3: the spirit you know, <laughs> well, yeah. isn't? I believe the first line of the book is "Am I shitting?" Yes, it yeah. is. It is the first line of the book. <laughs> it's a
1: very memorable line. Mm. It stuck it, with me. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it sets you up for what you're gonna get, and then it goes from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that book has like has like graphic sex scenes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Patreon subscribers, if you
3: listen to our Saga of Saga series, you'll know all about this. Yeah, you'll yes. know all about this. Um, well,
0: I will say, I guess, Brent, I don't know if you've read this. Uh, have you read Go for It, Nakamura?
2: That's on my list. It wasn't at the bookstore, but that's definitely one that I've okay. been meaning to read.
0: I, I was going to say, if you're looking for something that's very like charming and and nice, and it's about you know, it's a it's a BL kind of book, that book is top-notch um it's not explicit it's just about two boys falling in love it's great um because cool, apparently that's uh, not really what i'm getting one.
2: from seaside stranger i just I, throw well, it i
0: mean you kind of are there's you know you'll have to read it and come back okay. and report back great until then uh brian
3: what are you what are you reading next i've got one pick for me and i've got one pick for paul okay uh for myself i'm reading archie meets riverdale number one this is written by Dan Kibblesmith with art by Pat and Tim Kennedy, Bob Smith, Matt Herms, and Jack Morelli. Uh, and I don't read Archie books, like as a rule. It's not, not as a rule, but it's not my normal bag. Right. But I just read the second of the Archie Meets the Predator
1: series. I'm sorry, the what? Uh, <laughs>
3: so yeah, Archie Meets the Predator. There's Archie Meets Predator 1, and then Archie Meets Predator 2, because. Uh, I don't know, because it's great comics. (laughs) Uh, But I've I've, I've learned that you can always throw anything into an Archie book and have it work. Like, The Punisher, The the Predator, Zombies, Werewolves. Archie meeting the teen melodrama Riverdale version of Archie just sounds like it's going to be so much fun.
0: I... (laughs) I just can't imagine what this is even going to look like. But I I also
3: am very, very curious. Yeah, I I don't expect this to, like, top the list of influential comics of 2022. But I'm going to laugh really hard. And that's kind of what I'm looking for.
2: Um, My friend is catching up on watching Riverdale right now. And they've been, like, posting a thread on Twitter. And, like, every time they make a post like a new post i'm like this cannot be happening in this show there's no way this is what's happening in this show you know there's like three cults there's like time i'm like what no yeah
1: Mm -hmm. the river i i I, it sounds like madness yeah yeah
3: i fell off around the time that archie was like in a street list street gang stopping crime (laughs) in whatever their town is called
2: yeah the name of the show The epic highs and lows of high school football,
1: of football, football <laughs> yeah. is sent to him while he's in prison. He's in uh, prison during that scene. You know? I, I feel like
0: there is the phrase jump the shark, but I feel like Riverdale has like, like leaped the moon or something, right? Like there's yeah. like something bigger that they've done that they has just, gone beyond.
1: Their, their airtime is really long. So they're still over. They're still jumping. Right. And no, I right. guess with that as a premise, like, sure, Archie meets the predator. Why not? Absolutely. Let's yeah. may as
3: well. Yeah, they found, like, a speedrun hack where they, uh like, are jumping through levels. Now. <laughs> right, right. And the CW keeps airing it for some reason. They
0: um,
2: don't have anything sure. else to air. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. else. I guess.
1: That's true. That's true. You can only show a flashpoint so many times. <laughs> now that
3: Supernatural is over. Now, yeah. that, now that God killed Dean's dog. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: Wait, what does oh, happen?
3: No. no, what? In, in one of the, in one of the last episodes of Supernatural, all life on Earth is gone except for Sam and Dean,
1: and uh, then they find
3: a dog at a gas station. No, and Dean bonds with the dog, and then it disappears. And he looks up, and God is just smiling at him, and then God <gasps> <No>! disappears.
1: <laughs>
2: Is, what okay, is the it,
1: CW?
2: It's been a while <laughs> since I've watched. I stopped watching Supernatural season six. Is God in this scenario? Is it still like Chuck? Like the writer? Chuck, yeah, it's still yep. Chuck. Oh my God! Yeah,
3: it turns out Chuck's God. <laughs> oh, oh my Chuck, man! Like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an absolute dumpster
1: fire, but a dumpster fire will keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> i hope that archie meets the predator is not that fry. i hope it's an enjoyable time yeah it it is it genuinely like was a very fun book mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. just like the because it starts
3: off kind of like an archie book you'd expect uh where they're like you know the gang is having fun and then we just get like the abrupt tonal shift of and then the predator ripped out reggie's spine <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alex the Campy like goes hard as fuck with that book. If I if she I
3: believe she wrote that book, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And in, in, in more of the realm of like, you know, normal people comics. Sure. Uh, I'm reading. I'm gonna be on uh, our um, a better Batmobile uh, Patriot miniseries, so I'm finally gonna read Final Crisis.
2: Oh
0: God, no. help
3: you, Brian. Good luck. I have no context. I've read nothing leading up to it.
1: That's, I'm just going in. That's, you know what, know what? No, no, no.
3: That might be better because
1: that's that. <laughs> wait, which one is Final Crisis? Jesus. Final one? Crisis has the Bat
0: God <laughs> or the Bat. I guess the Bat monster thing or no, Series? Sorry, excuse me. Not the Bat God, the vampire demon that Superman has to fight right. way off. Yeah, that's
3: Final Crisis was read
2: Morrison, right?
1: Yes. 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 That is how I read Final Crisis. So uh I read it. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. This is exactly the kind
3: of energy I want for it. Right, right. Like, I don't think even if we tried to spoil it,
0: Brian, it wouldn't matter. I don't know if because... it
1: would make any sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't yeah. think yeah. so.
2: I, okay, so I read Final Crisis, and then I was like, this absolutely makes no sense. And then I bought the novelization of Final Crisis, and I was like, maybe this will make it make sense. It mm-hmm. doesn't, it didn't help. It made it worse.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> worse is, uh, 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 worse? <laughs> I worse? Yeah.
0: So many things to unpack there. I, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm just going to move forward uh, because I don't want to fall down this rabbit hole of final crests because I read it and we had an episode about it and we spent so much time of me just trying to understand it with two people that had understanding of it that I know that we could do this for an hour. Um, And
3: I've listened to that episode and I remember none of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those stories that once you read it, you immediately forget it until someone puts the pages right in front of your face again.
2: It left no Morrison has impact. that kind of power. Yeah,
3: truly. Speaking of writers who like to hear themselves talk. <laughs> oh like boy. Mor- Morrison, they like themselves some words. <laughs>
0: they do. Yes, yes.
2: Truly. Yeah,
0: truly. Unless it's Batman and they're just saying HH, which is a, a guttural wow. noise that I assume we all make at some point in our H-H. lives.
3: Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I make when I get off the couch.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> I don't think anyone hates Bruce Wayne more than Grant Morrison hates Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like every chance they That's get, a- they like make another dig at like Bruce Wayne. Like mm-hmm. it's like Jason's like, ah, oh, Bruce made me dye my hair red, and like I'm like, this is a really dumb detail, you guys. Tone it down. I'm pretty
3: sure, pretty sure Batman is dead on the cover of this trade yes. I got. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Um, you can. Uh, I'm really looking forward to listening to that episode of Be- a better Batmobile. Everyone should go uh, subscribe to the Patreon so you can check that out because. Paul is doing great work, but we
3: get episodes like this where Brian is going in blind to final crisis. So
1: Paul is making
3: a great show and I'm doing my best to throw it off the rails.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but well, before I get into my picks for this week, or my pick, I guess I have two picks. But we're going to talk about the folks that are hanging out with us on Discord. They all had a bunch of books that they're reading. Danny's looking forward to reading Grim Number One. Paul G is going to be reading Retroactive by Ibrahim Mustafa. Nick is reading Eight Billion Genies Number One. This almost was my pick, but you know, we'll talk about what I'm up to. Uh, Vincent is reading Black Science, and Hannah is reading Sensational Wonder Woman. For me this week, though, I am looking forward to continuing and hopefully catching up on Dan to Dan uh, chapters 22 to current. I've read the first 21 chapters. Uh, this is by Yukinobutatsu. I don't really know how to describe this book because it originally started as a story about the question of are demons real? Are aliens real? And then it turns out that they're both real and a kid gets possessed by demons and and a demon steals his testicles <laughs> and um <laughs> I hate it when that happens really very lead on that one <laughs> yeah but aliens also <laughs> exist and they want to steal this kid's penis uh-huh but he gets possessed by a demon that allows him to fight off the aliens um but the alien or, excuse me but the demon that took his testicles wants him to complete mm-hmm. these things and only the girl who believes in demons can help him because if she's not around him he suddenly becomes a demon without any control um her grandma is extremely young even though she's old uh, and then there's another girl who uh, doesn't believe that aliens or demons exist, but she keeps coming around and fighting them because she has something to do with the story. I just found out about her. This story Sorry, is my nose insane. is bleeding. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, no. Um,
0: they're so there's a reason oh, like, like the anime way i mean
2: oh the I, anime I, way okay <laughs> i was like do, you need a tissue? do we need to stop do we need to go like
0: here's the thing that is crazy about this book it's not published you can't read it in the shonen jump app because it's too mature uh because not. the a core point of the story is a boy's testicles are gone <laughs> mm-hmm. um and he's trying to to find them mm-hmm. um and also they really go out of their way to like randomly I mean not out of their way I think like there are a handful of moments where like teenagers are getting stripped down to near nudity both men and women Go and I'm forward. like what is happening with Viz and Sheshua what are they allowing to be published in Japan it's crazy um, but this book is fun and I feel like no one should read it but I love it <laughs> it's 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 really stupid but really entertaining because I feel like as creepy as the book can be they there's actually kind of a good love story in the middle of it Anyways, I'm not selling this book at all. No one should read this, but
3: I love it. <laughs> just I, those are like my head. favorite kinds of anime and manga, though, where it's like this is really good, and I can't recommend
1: it to anybody. Yeah, that's me right yeah. Goodnight Poon Poon. I will. I can never tell a oh, single person yeah. to read that book, but it's incredible to read.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, this is the same going. This is, same thing goes for like Mega Hex. If you've never read the Mega Hex books, don't mm. read them. They're great. Um. <laughs> like, <laughs> just
1: some books. You're like, I can't recommend you to read this, but I'm not going to stop you.
0: Yeah, and I'm not <laughs> going to stop reading them, and I'm going to continue to support this creator because their books are very funny to me. Um, but anyways, David great. I just
3: don't want to be alone.
0: And uh, But the other book I'm looking forward to reading, it was going to be 8 Billion Genies, number one, but I tr- decided to pick up... Uh, there's this graphic novel that I grabbed off of Comixology Originals called Cheer Up, Love, and Pom Poms, uh, written by Crystal Fraser with art by Val Wise, letters by Oscar O. Jupiter. This came up on Comixology Originals, like I said, and uh, it sounded kind of fun. Uh, the synopsis is, Annie is smart, anti is a smart antisocial lesbian starting her senior year of high school who's under pressure to join the cheerleading squad to make friends and round out her college applications. Her former friend Bebe is a people pleaser, a trans girl who must keep her parents happy with their grades and a social life to to maintain their support of their transition. The rigors of squad training and amped up social pressures, not to mention microaggressions and other queer youth problems. The two girls rekindle a friendship they thought they'd lost and discover there may be other sweeter feelings springing up between them. I love a good teen drama story, and I feel like this is going to be like right up my alley for that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the the art looks really cute and really fun. Uh, I feel like the subject matter is pretty unique, and I feel like at the same like Comixology has done a good job with their originals of trying to write stories of uh, specifically in, like the LGBTQ space, like they did. Uh, just another book that won a Glad Award and won a I think it also won a um, an Eisner a, a year or two ago. Uh, that's supposed to be very good, but so I, I'm excited to see this. Crystal Fraser, I know, has done solid books in the past, so like this just looks solid. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, nice, yeah. But I, it, I honestly thought, like, if you look at the cover, of this I thought this was like a Squirrel Girl comic because mm-hmm. of like just the way that the cover's drawn. Um, but it looks really nice. Like the art looks really fun and kind of upbeat. It kind of reminds me of like Check Please in that way, yeah. where um, there's just like a lot of bright, like really solid, like colors and stuff in it. But uh
1: yeah. Yeah, this is
3: this is how Gay Skrull Girl would have been if Marvel were cowards.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Oof, you said it. Get him, get
0: him. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess to wrap up the show here. Um i uh i do want to talk a little bit more about uh secret histories and nerd mysteries mostly just a couple more questions because i know we talked about it at the top of the show but um i'm curious to know uh brenda austin do either of you have like a favorite episode that you've recorded um in the recent past or maybe all the way at the back at the beginning is the is the charles cheese episode the best one charles entertainment cheese excuse me i'm sorry
1: (laughs) brenda do you have a favorite so
2: I love the Chuck E. Cheese one. I think that is like, you know, some podcasts are like, don't start at the beginning. And like, we definitely hadn't gotten Mm -hmm. like the exact formula down yet. But I still think like a lot of what you're going to get in subsequent episodes is present there. And I just have a soft spot for Mm -hmm. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Like, I'm always thinking like, Mm -hmm. how can I talk about Chuck E. Cheese again? (laughs) Um, I also really liked the Emperor's New Groove episode just because that story was like just very off the rails and it's one of my favorite movies and like learning about its development was like mm. really interesting. Um, and then mm-hmm. console wars is also really good. Cause we like collaborated to do like a, a big console wars um, crossover Nintendo history of Nintendo and history of Sega and history of their conflict in the nineties. So I think that one's mm-hmm. also very solid.
1: Yeah, Austin, like
2: what are your favorites? Um,
1: so I also like the interesting group one, just because I remember we made the episode and then like, three months later there was some big article <laughs> yeah. about the Emperor's New Groove because it was like the anniversary and all the stuff we talked about on our show and I was like no we did this story already wait <laughs> <laughs> Polygon
0: where's our check yeah, whoever absolutely. wrote the article right? yeah. Yeah. it
1: was, it was uh, I think it was IGN or something anyway I was like this is so weird uh, I really enjoyed doing the Toonami and the Koryoko episodes mm-hmm. um, just because both have like so much more going on than you see on the surface i mean for the korioko one i was in and in a like almost defunct forum reading translated novelizations of korioko uh <laughs> like, that i didn't even know existed that fans had to translate because because it's like french like so a lot of it just like didn't exist in english like there's a lot of it that just like never got translated and got done because there's quite a few books there's a live action sequel series that you can watch all on youtube with english subtitles if you're so inclined it's it's pretty okay and so i enjoyed that and i enjoyed tsunami just for the i think the tsunami one was fun because it's a bigger thing like a lot of people like i know toonami but i enjoyed being able to find stuff that's like uh but do you know what toonami like gave the media like we mm-hmm. like uh Like the way we watch animation in the United States is not the same if tsunami never gets made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think that's like a really incredible thing to like go dig up that I don't think gets talked about a lot. I can, I can't think of another time I've heard it talked about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I found that episode fascinating. Just the, the history of how tsunami came to be and just like all the business of the cartoon network and adult swim kind of being tapped into that as well. Like, Mm -hmm. like, man, it, it, truly fascinating stuff again i really appreciated that because again like you said like you
3: think you know toonami you don't know toonami <laughs> you know yeah that definitely like dredged up some old memories of playing flash games on the toonami website oh, oh my god gosh. yeah you can i yeah. was
1: i watched like youtube videos of like people recording them playing the flash game because that lot of stuff like isn't archived like they've changed websites so many times so yeah. um i think there's one of them you could that someone was able to archive i forget which one it was <laughs> Yeah.
3: We're playing some kind of like Inuyasha game on there. (laughs) Uh. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm also curious, I guess, like, what do you think is like the strangest topic that you've covered? Or like, what is the, what's the strangest thing you've unveiled, I guess, in an episode that like comes to mind?
2: Let's see. What would the strangest thing be? I think I want to say I mentioned it in Chuck E. Cheese part two that Sega had like a Chuck E. Cheese esque restaurant for a little while. And I've tried to like, remember what that restaurant was called so I could look it up later but I can't remember unfortunately but they had like a little robot animatronic mascot and like they mm-hmm. served pizza and it was like all owned by Sega and I was like this is like a really weird continuation of like the console wars episode and like I never mm-hmm. had heard of that I was, like, that's mm-hmm. so weird everyone had a pizza restaurant
1: <laughs> I think for me it is it was when we were doing console wars and no one at Nintendo knowing what their name was meant to stand for.
3: <laughs> Nobody
2: knows.
1: It was just a really weird thing to encounter for them not to be like, it doesn't stand for anything, but for like, even they go to like, uh, the grandson of like the second owner when it was still like a family company. And he's like, I don't know. He never told us it could be. <laughs> it could be any of these three things though. You're right. Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm like... That's such a weird thing because, like, to us it's just Nintendo, but it's like, Mm -hmm. well, no, it was most likely meant to, like, stand for something. And there's, like, historical documents who are like, it probably was, like, to signifying this. And people like, well, if you translate it, it's this. And, like, I just think it's a fascinating thing because, like, it may not have even been called Nintendo, right?
2: Yeah. Like, the the most common, like, theory is, like, it means, like, leave luck to heaven. But, like, that's not 100% confirmed. There's other things it could also mean, and just nobody will ever know.
1: It's just Nintendo <laughs> now. Yeah, I mean, it's, until it's we get built the on...
3: anime that's digging up the secrets of Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god!
1: A sequel
2: to Captain oh N, boy. the Game Master. <laughs> Does anyone else remember Captain N? <laughs> I me?
3: don't. It rings I... a bell. Oh. I don't know if I ever experienced it, but. <laughs>
0: I feel like we, I, this leads right to my next question. What can people look forward to? I guess in a future episode, sounds like
1: captain N maybe, maybe or um, something else. Oh, <laughs> sorry.
0: Yeah. I went
1: to go. I did what I usually do when Brenda says stuff and I looked it up and then had a reaction <laughs> 30 seconds later.
2: Um. Yeah. Captain N. And just like, also like that weird period of time where like, there were a lot of like American Nintendo cartoons and even like the, mm. like the Sonic ones, that would be like an interesting thing to like hone in on. Um, I want to mm. do an episode on Neopets. I don't know when that will happen, um, but it's going to happen. And then I also think just like one on like Flash games would be interesting and also mm. Homestar Runner would be mm. interesting.
1: So those are oh kind of gosh.
2: the some of the ones I was thinking about. I, I think about like on rotation.
1: <laughs> the one I'm thinking about in a big way is there's been a recent uptick of Jurassic Park arcade games just kind of all over.
2: Yeah, in malls,
1: in Walmart's, in uh, like Pizza Huts, and I don't, I don't know what's going on. I was just at a. uh, This is gonna.
0: This is going to open up a whole other can of worms, but I was just at a horror mini golf indoor video game arcade wow, mini golf. That's thing. a lot of words. Yeah, I <laughs> I it's it's very odd. This it's, it's a thing in New Jersey, apparently, where it's there's like an a Craig's indoor cruisers
1: kind of
3: place.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> Craig's Cruisers, but it's like <laughs> very small. So there's like an indoor mini golf cart. But the reason I bring it up, or mini golf, uh, mini golf like course. Um, uh, but there was also like a VR headset Jurassic Park game where you physically put on a huge mask to play oh. the game, but behind you is a giant giant screen um and i had never seen i'm like they're still making jurassic park video games like
1: i had one of
2: those at the dave and busters in grand rapids
1: oh did they oh okay yeah they
2: did i yeah so i know exactly what you're talking about so yeah they're still making jurassic park stuff
1: (laughs) yeah that's my big one i just want to figure out what's going on and why there are so many suddenly
0: (laughs) just to answer the question why yeah
1: that's that's usually it's just why um I know some others. I always really, I the muses just kind of take me. I have one that I it's my week for a topic, so I have what I have this week. But that's for Brenda to find out later. <laughs> okay, okay. But I don't. I really enjoy like cartoon blocks, so I'll probably dig mm-hmm. into that more. I did Saturday morning already, but.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I
1: don't know I'll find something else I'm sure
0: I would love to hear uh, maybe a, you've already done an episode but like a a history of TGIF if you remember that on like ABC oh, yeah. yeah, because yeah, yeah, what yeah. a wild television <laughs> <wild laughs> I know it's not cartoons but I oh, what a well, wild a time box. to be a
3: kid yeah Let's talk about that well, weird like liminal before school period mm-hmm. of, of cartoons watching gargoyles at gargoyles 530 on in the Fox. morning oh, yeah. Garfield
2: and Friends on
1: Garfield and Friends and Friends <laughs>
2: watching garfield and friends of before school every day and
1: <laughs> i remember for a while kitchen worked for like Yu Yu haka show before like before adult swim was like a full thing it would just be kind of like anime really early uh that's um. where like they moved some stuff so like i remember Yu Hakusho show stopped at the first dark tournament and then i was like oh it's over and it super wasn't <laughs> 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 and then like i randomly caught an episode one day before school and i was like Yu Hakusho, show is that you what
2: are we doing now,
1: Mr. Hockey Show? Yeah, uh, there is one I'm working on for our for this is so you'll have to join us in December. But I've been working on the history of Christmas specials. Ooh, so already dibs, Brenda dibs.
2: Damn it, <laughs>
1: fuck. That's exciting. That's, That's exciting. gonna be cool
2: though. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I, you know, I want to say everybody should go check out Secret History of Nerd Mysteries. Uh, it's on pretty much every platform, right? You guys are yeah. well distributed and stuff. But if folks are curious and they want to know more about you, maybe reach out, ask some questions, or just, you know, give you some feedback, uh, where can they find you on the internet?
2: Austin, you know what the deets are. Oh. Uh, Austin you can find handles the- our socials.
1: Hi, it's oh, me, yeah. Austin. Sorry. You can find the show <laughs> on Twitter at uh, Nerd Mysteries. Um if you want to find me personally, I'm Sailor Scott Austin. That's Sailor SCT Austin. So that's where you can find the show or find me who is also handling the show's Twitter. <laughs>
2: Um, we do polls, so like we'll do like Austin will do an episode, and then I'll do an episode, and then we'll watch a movie. So we've been doing polls for what movie we're gonna watch. So definitely mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter if you want to participate in that, because we have had some pretty cool turnout, and um, you can kind of torture us by uh, making us watch the worst movie we put on the list. Oh,
1: people so. have been too kind. I, I'm I've I was yes. up for the worst one. I'm I'm a monster. <laughs>
2: But we did get Austin oh. to watch um, Megamind, which they've never yeah. seen. So that was pretty good. I've never great.
1: seen it. Mm.
2: Megamind
0: was a good movie.
1: It's a good movie. I feel,
0: now I need to, I skipped over that because I do want to watch the movie before I listen to the podcast. Definitely, so maybe yeah. I will have to watch that this I week. I assumed
1: it would be bad because it's a Will Ferrell movie from that Will right. Ferrell time. But it, mm-hmm. it's not. It's like the one good one he snuck in and all of the other ones.
3: See, yeah, this yeah, yeah. why it has so many like hallmarks of bad movies that it, it just barely manages to sidestep every yeah. time.
2: It's like it's a good super just like a solid superhero movie that kind of skews like a little more towards like the comedic aspects no, it's really good it should be bad because like that was like during that time we like oh we gotta do a parody of everything you know like Shrek's mm-hmm. a parody of um, fairy tales and Kung Fu Panda's a parody of like Kung Fu movies and we gotta even make that it, gets...
1: we gotta make it cheaply animated we gotta get this out now
2: we gotta release like three movies in one year
0: <laughs> I for some reason thought that that Mega Mind was an offshoot of minions. So maybe or the or the Despicable Me movies. You know so maybe that's, I that's just fair. had some wires crossed.
2: I can see it. You're very wrong
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> oh right well with that we're gonna wrap up the show then I wanna say uh, thank you guys so much uh, Brenda Austin this has been a fantastic time I uh, love talking to you guys about comic books um, maybe have to have you come back if you're if you're interested and excited to talk about comics again until next time though uh, next week's episode is we're gonna have another special guest we have comic creator Curtis Clow coming on we're gonna chat comics they've got a new book that's being released by Dark Horse we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well as always you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow Brian at Brianhead. You can follow me at Mike Rappin, and you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at
3: IRCB Podcast. This episode first aired on Patreon and is possible because of our wonderful patrons. Join today for exclusive series like IRCB Movie Club, Saga of Saga, and more. You can join now at patreon.com slash IRCB Podcast. And if you haven't already, please rate and review the show. Give us five stars. I think we've definitely shown you our, our worth at this point. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, they do in fact have ratings, or uh, wherever else you get your podcasts.
0: Join the IRCB Discord community to chat comics and so much more. Plus, you can listen to our episodes live as we record every week on Sundays. Check for the Discord link in the show notes. Podcasts grow best when spread by word of mouth, so why not tell your friends, family, and local comic shop about IRCB? Just just tell somebody because it's a great podcast. You know you love it. Infinity Shred is the best band in the universe. They do all of our music. Xander is a very cool guy who edits the show, and we can't thank him enough for his time and service. I want to say thank you to Brenda and Austin and Brian for being here today. Thank you to everyone who was hanging out with us on Discord. Thank you to everyone out there who listens to the show. You are wonderful human beings. And until next time, comics are good, and so are you.